All right. We're going to get this rolling. Okay. There you go. All right. So welcome everybody to episode number eight of Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. I am so excited because this is literally the last episode of the season. So y'all know it's going to be fire before we do this whole season finale that I got working up for y'all for episode number nine at that point that'd be next month so we focusing on this month right now so breaking barriers you know is typically a discussion between me and another person where we are talking about taboo topics taboo topics that usually have a lot of stigma around them so that we can get people more comfortable with being able to have conversations with one another and be able to support each other on this mental health journey so my name is Shatina Hunter um, and I am the creator of Always Live Lovely as well as the host of this wonderful podcast if you don't know about always live lovely go like go subscribe go follow i'm everywhere like instagram youtube this is on spotify it's on apple it's on google whatever you would call the google podcast it's 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 all over the place and honestly i just created tiktok so if y'all stumble upon that follow your girl I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere i'm trying to do it and also just know it takes a lot of work to go into creating this podcast putting out free content so if you're feeling it in your heart to just give a little bit to a black owned business. You can absolutely do that. I will share the link below where you can do that. And if you need any type of consultations, any type of support with mental health, you can slide on over to my website at www.alwayslivelovely.com. And I will help you out because we all need a little bit of care for our mental health. So back to this episode, episode number eight of Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. talking about the topic of marriage and you know I thought this would be a really good topic because everybody got an opinion these days because marriage has just changed so much since the beginning of time you know there has been role changes there's been changes to the purpose of it you know a lot of people have emphasis on really keeping it to what it should be especially within the Christian community you know it holds a lot of different values of what the role should be how the man should seek after the woman but then we get and we're like on social media we see women are proposing to men as well as we have the LGBTQ plus community and then we have different people that are in relationships that are like polyamorous and everything else in between and people just do it literally what makes them happy and what makes them feel good and I feel like we should talk about it because I've also seen videos floating around to where people are kind of like are we still even dating to marry at this point like what is really the point of all of this and is marriage even needed so I really had to get my hand in my bag y'all and I had to pull out a gym and so I'm bringing to y'all today, Miss Clarice Woods, the wonderful queen, and I am going to let her introduce herself. Wow. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I am Clarice. Uh, there's really not much to say. Like, I just consider myself just a whatever, you know, just 
I just be chilling. But um, I hope to uh, bring some perspective. Um, I am not your traditional wife. Uh, shoot, now I'm an ex-wife. Or almost, but... <laughs> So um, I just hope to, I, I really love this platform and this idea of providing space for people who live outside of what is considered normal for society and um, just kind of normalizing what's not normal because really normal is how you define it. And yeah. I think, and I think that it's really important that we just create spaces for people to be their their whole selves without having to subscribe mm-hmm. to a societal norm mm-hmm. i i 100 vibe with that and y'all she over here talking about i don't really have anywhere she's bomb.com and that's why i put her on this episode okay <laughs> because i know that she is going to bring a lot of perspective you know for people to be able to be like hmm Huh, and really just have a super lit episode. So we are just going to hop, skip, and jump right into it. Um, and since we are talking about marriage, you know, I'm wondering, like, for you growing up, like, what did you learn about marriage? What did you see in your household? Like, what was the concept? So I grew up in the classic nuclear family. Um, I had my parents uh, married uh, a hyper-religious home. My father is a pastor my mother she is an evangelist she you know she's she's not as uh she's not as uh i don't know how to define how to describe it she's not as like subscribed to yeah uh, like the religious uh not practices but like behaviors yeah as she used to be so like we used to be very very cut um no cursing no drinking no nothing uh didn't celebrate holidays i mean we didn't celebrate christmas because you know christmas was about jesus it wasn't for us you know didn't Mm -hmm. celebrate halloween because that was the devil's holiday i'd be like really but yet and still um it was very much you know they they spoke a lot about being married and all of that thing and and everything like that um uh my great most of my great grandparents were married but um like uh my grandmother was divorced mm-hmm. so I've, I have I've had different views um, and different perspectives of, but out of how I grew up I grew up with both my parents in the home until I was about 19 years old and then they divorced and um, so that uh, definitely was a change for me it wasn't something that upset me a whole lot mm-hmm. but um because by then I was kind of grown and so it was like I was kind of grown I mean Mm -hmm. not quite but you know so by then it's just like okay well you know that that freaking sucks but I'm not being uprooted you know I'm not having a life Mm -hmm. split time between you know whatever so um not having had not having to have dealt with that I think was um I don't know I think it would have impacted me differently had I been younger Uh, yeah true Mm mm-hmm but you know chilling yeah and, and <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't chilling you know like it's a right. serious thing when your parents can divorce it doesn't matter how old <laughs> I, you're like i'm just sitting here chilling <laughs> you know like it is what it is and so um now my both my parents have remarried um my father's still a pastor and my mom's still mm, christian but you know not like a practicing evangelist mm-hmm. you know 
and all of that stuff like that. So, um, and I, I was, uh, I've been married once. Yeah. And so, um, I've really had this idea of like this nuclear family. I totally subscribed to that mm-hmm. growing up. Totally had, just love the idea of being married with kids and just growing up. And I guess, you know, as I, um, as I'm like leaving my marriage now, the marriage mm-hmm. that I uh, was in, I realized in hindsight, how much I still had that idea of the nuclear family in my head and how I feel like yeah. I needed to achieve that in order to, uh, you know, have something for myself mm-hmm. or, you know, if, if, uh, as a part of my self-worth. And now, now I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Like now, I just I just live by my own rules. Do it. I'm yeah, listen, I'm totally ready to be a cat lady at this point. No shame, no shame. Listen, I think that it's real important that you pointed out first of all, like you know, the difference in experiences between if your parents had divorced when you were younger versus you being a little bit older. You know, kind of being able to understand probably a little bit more and see things for. Um, what they are um so that's really important because I know that's different people's experiences um to where sometimes like the kids will internalize like oh it's my fault that they broke up and you know when you're older you're like okay well maybe I can see why this didn't necessarily work and I even hear you in saying just this whole concept and idea of the nuclear family which I feel like is that's a huge thing that society pushes on everybody like you know it has to be kind of like this white picket fence like that's what people see when it comes to being married, which is probably why people fantasize the whole wedding and the, you know, festivities of it all. Cause it's like, ah, like I've arrived, I've reached the goal into exactly. the nitty gritty <laughs> part. It's of considered things. the pinnacle of like your life experience mm-hmm. is you being able to find a mate and have 2.5 kids. Right. Which shouldn't even be what your whole identity is surrounded around. And exactly. I'm, I'm wondering just like, even when it comes to like you saying like you know we're coming out of the marriage that you were in and saying like you still had that concept of like the nuclear family and wanting to achieve that do you feel like just like your view in hindsight has changed overall of what marriage is or even what marriage is supposed to be absolutely absolutely so um i uh i don't i think you might have mentioned it but like in my last marriage i was um it was a polyamorous uh, marriage. And so even that is an ex- very much an extreme from mm-hmm. what I came from. And now leaving this marriage, um, I'm really, and it started in the marriage. So like my views now started in the marriage okay. and, um, and it branched out from uh, being, or from practicing like polyamory, uh, being polyamorous and getting to the point where you realize I cannot rely on one person to provide mm. all of my needs. Um, and that just goes beyond like sexual, you know, like some, there were some relationships that I had that, you know, there had nothing to do with sex. Right. Um, it's not always about that. And um, like now I'm real into damn near like relationship anarchy. If I ever were to get married again, it would be damn near like a business transaction and not in a bad way, but um, not in a bad way, but in a way that's like, if you think about what marriage is, right? It's a contract between two people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got that whole love and hold or whatever, 
cherish and all that cute stuff. But love is not going to hold you, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's about a partnership. Right. It's about how well do you work together? Mm-hmm. And now my focus is on creating a village. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I'm talking about, I if I were to get married again, it would be to my homegirl. And mm-hmm. so that her kids, you know, so that our kids could both share the benefits of marriage, you know, um, property acquisition and uh, like health benefits and insurance, you know, right. and things of that nature um, without there needing to be a romantic uh, involvement. Mm-hmm. I won't say romance complicates things, even though it does, but, you know, just like love, love while beautiful is not sustaining. And right. it takes more, <clears throat> it takes more to keep me. that, that truck going. You're talking about decades, you know, and I think about my great grandparents, which is uh, who were together until they passed, I mean, until they passed away, but they didn't really like each other, you know, and it's just like, I don't want to be like that, you know, I don't want to be constantly forgiving someone's whatever's, Um, and like the romance, it really can for me right now. And again, my perspective right now is absolutely biased as I'm going through a divorce. <laughs> let me just uh-huh. make that, let me just say that out Ooh, loud. Put it out there. Like I'm really, it's, if it sounds like I'm anti-marriage, it's because it's really fucking the pits right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not trying to discourage anyone uh, from getting married, but it's absolutely about finding what's right for you as right. a person. And that comes from that really starts with getting to know who you are as a person. Like you have to fall in love with yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to be providing all of your needs and all of your happiness first. And then saying, hey, I'm, I'm down to share this with you. Right. And I didn't do that. So okay. like I can say for myself, I didn't do that. And um, me, I had like, I had going into this marriage, I had three children. Um, and so a lot of, my ideas around my own self worth, self, self, self worth, who uh-huh. <laughs> um, was surrounded by my ability to get a husband or a man or somebody right. to find mm-hmm. me valuable despite mm-hmm. my being tarnished because I have children outside of, a man, you know, from mm-hmm. outside previous relationships or whatever. And, um, I think a lot of that clouded my judgment and had me ignoring red flags that. Yeah, I, yeah, um, that's real. That now that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at a point where it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, yeah. Yeah. And that's super important that you got to that point to where you're just like, okay, you know what your non-negotiables are going to be and what's like intolerable. And it's real that, you know, people will feel like, dang, they got a whole bunch of baggage because they have kids and like, you know, who's going to want to marry somebody with a bunch of kids and how that really can play a part in maybe sometimes settling or like you said, overlooking red flags that were always there that, you know, you're like, oh, okay, it's cool. And you just touched on so many amazing things, even just a part of like longevity of marriages. Now, granted, there are some people that are very much happy and in love and like best friends. And then they're also like, as we know, Marriage is work. And that's why I really like when I talk to people, I'm like, it's more than just a wedding, y'all. Like, this is the Mm -hmm. actual, like, you got to be willing to partner. You got to know yourself. 
they got to know themselves, know what you're bringing to the table. Like, you know, it's, it, it, it is much more than just the lovey-dovey roses and rainbows because things may not always feel, <laughs> feel like it's butterflies flying all over the place. And then, so it's real that it gets to a point with people that have been together for years or some people that have only been together for a couple of years of like not liking each other anymore. Or once like the roses and the clouds have faded away, it's like, oh, I actually don't want to put up with this part of you or, oh, I actually wish that you would change this about yourself. A hundred percent. Or even really just getting to the point where you can't go 20 years and not change. as Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not changing together. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at that, it's just, it just is what it is. Sometimes you just go in, you grow in different directions, not go in different directions, but you grow in different directions and that should be okay. Right. Right. And, and that was, um, and that's a part of why I like really support polyamory because I feel like if I have other people that fulfill little pieces, you know, that help me, Mm -hmm. you know, that are helping me to fulfill you know whatever whatever need and not to say that I can't fulfill my own needs Mm -hmm. but um really that like I have this person that I vibe with and energetically in this way and uh, these other ways that as I grow you know and I can I feel supported all around holistically versus trying to get a partner to support me in the way that I, that I feel that I need Mm -hmm. them to. And, you know, they might not be able to, and that's gotta be okay. And, um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have to be okay. Even with you saying like, you know, even in, even in a monogamous relationship, not fully becoming dependent on the other Absolutely. person to where it becomes Absolutely. unhealthy um mm-hmm. you got to be able to have friends like you got to be able to have a support system outside of that one person being your support and got to be able to find support within yourself too so it goes the same across the board um but oh definitely in being like the way that you grow um and it's true that you know people you will a person will want another person to grow throughout life and I feel like you know when people go into marriages they have to be willing to not only um fall in love with the person that's in front of them but have that flexibility of knowing like this person could change and can you put up with the ebbs and flows and you know as they grow and who they become as well as the things that not going into a relationship trying to change anybody but wondering yes. like, can you be okay if this person never changed these habits like yes. <laughs> is that gonna be tolerable and fine for you so a couple, yes, a hundred percent. And a couple things like one, I feel like society, American society, especially can be very isolating when it comes to that idea of the nuclear family. Like you're supposed to have your cute little bubble and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And you're not really supposed to have, you know, or if you do, it's got to be other married people. You know, you guys got like bubbles. Right. That's it. And so that's, that's that in and of itself can be really isolating. And that's not healthy for humans, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. The other thing is in when and in going into a relationship, even if you are, um, if you are monogamous or, you know, whatever. Oh, girl, I lost my train of thought. Mm, I got it. I got it back. Okay. Expectations. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. There's, so the thing is there, this is something I learned in like a marriage, like I was taking like this marriage class at church for uh-huh. a while. Um, and what they were saying is that a re- an expectation is not valid unless it is conscious, mm-hmm. spoken, realistic, 
agreed upon and agreed upon. Mm-hmm. I feel like there were five, but I'm just going to give you We're just going to float with the four. So one, it has to be conscious. Sometimes we have expectations that are unconscious mm-hmm. and we don't even realize that we have an expectation until we're disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it has to be spoken. You have to make it known. Right. Like, you hey, can't read your mind. Exactly. This is not, like, a this is not cool. And then it has to be realistic. Is this something that this person is really capable of? Is this something mm-hmm. that you really have uh, the right to be asking for? Right. Do they even have the capacity to give that to you? Exactly. You know, do you have the capacity to receive it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it has to be agreed upon. Right. And you can't, you can't put an expectation on someone and they not be like, okay, you know, actually, yes, I can do that. Or no, I can't. You have to give people the space to be like, to choose, you know, you have to give them the, the space to decide for themselves. Like mm-hmm. I say that, um, that's like something too, like with polyamory, you have to set expectations and boundaries. Mm-hmm. You have to say, okay, this is, I'm not in a space where I'm ready to be monogamous or I'm ready to be with just one person. Um, I'm not ready to date exclusively. I'm not Mm -hmm. ready to only talk to one person, you know, or talk to just you. I'm not ready to do that. And you have to give the person the space to decide for themselves that that's something that they want to continue with. And if they do, and that's their choice. And if they make a stink about it, you can be like, excuse me, here are the receipts mm-hmm. where I came to you and I let you know my capacity and you can either accept it or walk away and you chose to accept it. Now, if mm-hmm. we need to revisit it, then let's revisit it. But what you don't have the right to do is come down on me about right. it, you know? Right, all conscious decisions. And Absolutely. you know, even with, with when it comes to having a polyamorous relationship, because I don't know if you were probably before or if it became something in the marriage, um, but also like what have been the benefits and the challenges that you saw like arising maybe pre-marriage um, versus like being in a marriage? So I was not poly before, um, before we got married. Polly was something that kind of developed okay. for us. Um, when I got married, he really gave me this, or before we got married um, and into a like dating relationship, he really gave me the space to be my full queer self, yeah. which is something that no other partner has ever done for me. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of started there. And just kind of have gradually open and open and open. So um, the benefits being that you can, you don't have to be tied down, you know, not mm-hmm. to say that you, that everybody ex- uh, feels that way about it, but it's nice to have the freedom to connect with people and not feel restricted about it. Yeah. Um. And it's, but it's hard to do. Polyamory is extremely hard and it's largely unsuccessful because it's really hard for people to let go of jealousy, myself right. included, right. The, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that um, possessiveness that comes with the whole societal view of a nuclear family and the isolation that is supposed to come with it as well. Mm-hmm. Can't talk to nobody else that might get you in trouble, right. but- when there's really when there's like no trouble or like a different set of consequences or you know whatever set up it's different and it's that level of freedom to kind of navigate where I don't feel mm-hmm. kind of choked out yeah 
was really nice. Um, challenges being trust. You really have to trust your partner. You really, really have to trust your partner and they have to trust you and you have to be worthy of that trust. Yeah. Part of the reason my marriage, uh, part, part of the reason, uh, part, um, that my marriage didn't work out was because there was not trust. Mm-hmm. Like there managed to be infidelity in a polyamorous relationship. I'm mm. like, yeah. And and what that comes from is that comes from saying I'm placing a boundary here and then intentionally violating the boundary. Right. Listen up to that, y'all, because y'all probably sitting here talking about how can you cheat in a polyamorous relationship? She putting you on game right now. You set a boundary. Person crosses the boundary within the relationship. Just like you know, after agree- and after agreeing to it, you know. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes an agreed upon expectation. Then I got now I got the right to be pissed, mm-hmm. and now I'm gonna be pissed because it's like how, well how how. Where they do that at? So, <laughs> and so, but like, like I said, it's a small part, you know, because when it comes to infidelity, I also just agree. Niggas cheat. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it'd just be something that people do. And so like that, and to me, isn't enough for me. I'm mm-hmm. speaking only for mm-hmm. me. Um, really probably wouldn't have been enough to end a marriage or I would have right. been heated or, or whatever, you know, but it's like the things, usually when it gets to that point, there's already hella shit that's built up. Yeah, that's up led up then, to it. You know, and then mm-hmm. at that point, it, it can be some kind of, you know, what kind of explosion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's important because, I mean, the reality is no matter what kind of relationship you're in, you want to be in a relationship where it's okay and safe for you to set boundaries like you want to build towards a healthy relationship it's okay for you to express and not have to walk around on eggshells um it's okay for you want to be in a relationship where somebody does wholeheartedly accept you as you are whatever your goals and dreams and aspirations are for you to kind of blossom into the full human that you're supposed to be um as well as you know being able to just just agree upon like you know how you're going to make things work be able to have that healthy communication that healthy love and kind of define things on y'all term because I think a lot of the time as well like you know we get sold a particular idea and then when it's not that then it kind of is seen as like a failure um right. we probably don't really even understand what that idea truly means and what it truly consists of so it's better sometimes to be able to define things like you know for yourself and not necessarily feeling like you're going to have to hold so much judgment if it doesn't fall within this particular box you know yes and, a thousand percent and, and that's like that's real because you know all these relationships take a lot of a lot of work all these relationships you know people have to be willing to sit with and discuss the things that are difficult rather than kind of like internalizing them and keeping them within or you know seeking to where it does get to a point to where there's infidelity because of not being able to correctly come to your partner and kind of express them what what needs are lacking or what you Mm -hmm. know what's going on um and sometimes that's because of the person's own inability to be able to fully express you know what it is that they that they want what they need and what it is that they're going through Right. You think about like, have you seen Black Mirror? Yes, I've seen some of those episodes. Uh-huh. Okay, so did you see the episode with Anthony Mackie and uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen the second? Give me some. Okay, so they were they're like they were playing like video games, like this version. Oh of yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you think about that, and just in terms of how the how it ended, and it's kind of letting people be themselves, like letting them explore things. Mm-hmm and see what works for them um 
what else? I had something else that came to mind with that or like people um who have kinks right so uh-huh. um, people who have kinks that their partner isn't into so they go see you know somebody say they have like a super submissive kink and they want to be like wrapped in leather right. and you know called a, a stupid <laughs> oh, dirty whore mm-hmm. yeah and I'm and I'm like that's not my fucking kink like I don't ever kink shame her there are people who like bodily waste as a kink mm-hmm. it's not my kink but mm-hmm. I will I part of me I think part of being a good partner is say is being able to say okay I can't provide that for you go ahead and go you know go mm-hmm. seek and be fulfilled in that why would I want to stifle you because mm-hmm. what I own you like you're my mm-hmm. you know or my wife or my you know spouse like no that shit don't work it's not cool you can't stifle another human yeah like that man we want to be blossoming always blossoming yeah and that's important and and people can find that you know you can find that in a monogamous relationship too like she said she's not trying to shame anything it's just the core of you know what we're getting at is just you know finding that authentic person for you that can respect you and accept you in all dimensions of who you are and whatever that needs to look like for you is what that needs to look like for you if that comes in a traditional format by all means that's fine if it comes in a different package that's fine absolutely I, th- I think the important part is you being able to decide for yourself what you want if you want the nuclear family if you want to be a stay-at-home mom and cook and clean mm-hmm. and drop out of college and you know like straight out of 1952 you absolutely should fucking do it and I f- support you 100% because it's what you want mm-hmm. and not what you're being forced to do or what you feel like you're being forced to do or what you're being pressured to do mm-hmm. right Right. And I definitely that I, I I feel like, you know, one thing that you brought up, which is interesting, because it reminds me of this video that I saw. I just now got TikTok. So I think I saw it on Instagram, um, but it was of this girl and she was saying that she was in a marriage, but it was basically what you described. Um, she was married to her best friend because that was the one person she knew that she can count on. That's always going to be there, created like a village. They both had kids. And she was like, there was no romance necessarily involved but she knew that when it came down to business when it came down to raising a family when it came down to making life decisions if need be um that's the person that she trusts and that's the person that she wanted to be married to and I thought that it was just and I mean like she said like you know either of them can go out and have full-blown relationships because like they're not in the marriage for the romance but they're in the marriage for the things that make um logistical sense and then who knows maybe some someday something will blossom who really knows but you know it was that whole concept of just kind of like showing that there are just so many dimensions that go into what can make a marriage work so I think that is really interesting how you was like hey my next marriage might be like I married my home girl <laughs> like for this 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 and this reason and that's real and there are people that are absolutely doing that yeah and I support that shit like a real relationship anarchy anarchy might not be the best word but I like how relationship anarchy sounds so I'm gonna say it (laughs) but yeah you know but I'm always in I've always been um that I into that idea of kind of breaking free from what society has said is acceptable Mm-hmm. you know I'm real like get a large plot of land everybody go you know I, we, some people grow some shit some people mm-hmm. tend to some animals you know we all bring our skills and resources and pull them together into a real village you know it's like back in the day you know 
you the whole block the whole city block right he was outside playing everybody took care of one another you know your neighbor so-and-so could be whipping your ass mm-hmm. and your mama would be like oh she had to whip your ass and cool uh-huh. i'm about to whip your ass too you know <laughs> right. not that i not that i necessarily support corporal punishment but you know just the idea of everyone coming together and everyone mm-hmm. taking part of raising up the next generation or you know, it's helping out in some other way. You know, it always doesn't, it doesn't even have to be kid centered, child centered. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like helping, you know, community. Right. How can we build community? Um, how can we build community? Like the lady that married her best friend, uh, there's another um, pair of ladies that both have kids that both had kids that decided to move in together, you know, and sync their work schedules around the kids. It, it's all about community and building community. Right. And so it makes me think of like, because I know in the beginning, people are probably going to give me the side eye for this. But <laughs> if you definitely grew up in a Christian, especially with you bringing up that your father's a pastor. So if you definitely grew up in like a religious, like, you know, background, and we know how like that can, like, it's very straightforward, straight and narrow, like what the Bible says. And then, so as you go throughout life, like, you know, you begin to maybe expand or become more spiritual or have more defining things that feel more right or feel that like, you know, it is what probably God intended more than what you feel like you're being told. And so it makes me think of like for people that have like religious backgrounds that, you know, maybe do want to try polyamorous relationships or, you know, do want to be in a monogamous relationship, but don't want to feel so restricted. Like what is just your view on that, on how to just shake free of those things to find like true freedom, but still be able to have a relationship with God. Like not saying that, Oh, once you do this, then you're a whole sinner and that's it. And you're just kicked out of, (laughs) you're just being kicked all the way straight into hell one way ticket like I don't subscribe to any of that like you know I'm kind of just like I love the Lord and I also believe that he wants us to love one another like in the way we're supposed to be loving and have freedom in our in our senses and not be in these restricted boxes that make us feel more shame every single day yeah I'm real radical when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, kind of just religion and spirituality in general um, I'm not atheist or anything like that. I 100% but how I look at religion and um, these different faith systems mm-hmm. like this. Five plus two equals seven. So does four plus three. Mm-hmm. So does one plus six. So does zero plus seven. Right. The answer is seven. And so I feel as though it's now when it comes to unlearning you have to be willing and that's really where it starts if you're not willing to unlearn if it if you're and it it comes it also starts with being willing to be scared mm-hmm. when I first started to unpack Christianity and move away from it um like I still believe I believe Jesus is real I mm-hmm. believe um the doctrine, like I believe that the Bible is a very holy and sacred mm-hmm. text. Um, I believe all of that. The only thing I think the reason that I don't consider myself a Christian now, or I can't fundamentally consider myself a Christian, because I just don't think that Jesus is the one solid way, the mm-hmm. only single path to um, an afterlife of, you know, peace and paradise. And, um, 
damn it, I'd be losing my train of thought so quick. <laughs> Jesus is, a, and I also have a very hard time believing that what you choose to do for about 70, 75 years of your life, if mm-hmm. you're lucky, should not decide an entire eternity. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just where I stand, where my um, beliefs differ. Like I'm, I'm here for a not a long time. So yeah, you can't, you know. Anyway, I said that. I said all that to say, when I first started to unpack uh, Christianity, Christianity, and my beliefs in that, I was very scared. I was very yeah. scared that I was going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, you know. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to go to hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Or even thinking this kind of stuff. <laughs> but at the same time, this is, you know, like, it's there. So you have to be willing to go through that space. You have to be willing to even think outside the box. And it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And I found that that's, that's something that I learned too, as I'm not drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, the other stuff I was doing for y'all, I ain't doing all that. Y'all need to know all that. Y'all need to know our <laughs> business. That's, that's not my business, you know. <laughs> um, but um, it's a choice. You have to choose. And some people can and some people can. You just got to. Uh, so um, you can hope that they make the right choice yeah, or the right choice, whatever mm-hmm. the right choice is. And not even the right choices. And there's one right choice, but the right, right. choice is in what's right for you. Mm-hmm. and so like that's that's a big lesson of mine that I've been learned that um and that comes from like unpacking Christianity li- uh, living a polyamorous lifestyle um, being married all of that it's a choice mm-hmm. and you want if you if you're willing to make that choice then everything will kind of like once you decide what you want to do the universe will just be like okay cool mm-hmm. well, here you go we're gonna start moving you there is that what you want cool moving you there or god if you believe in god mm-hmm. you know uh and the bible you know the bible speaks about all of this stuff too it's about how you choose to interpret it again a choice that part right there you can see you know life and death is life and death is in the power of the tongue i'm the way the truth and the light you know jesus was saying you can do all these things you can do all these things that i'm doing you had to choose to believe to do that you can do it and choose to do it mm-hmm. choose to do the work faith without works is dead um so i think it's all you know it's how you view yourself how you view life and how you view where you want to go yeah that's deep and that's really real you know because i know that i'm sure there are a lot of people that you know that that whole fear is very much real of like anything outside of what they say you're supposed to be thinking you're like oh dang it I'm going straight to hell and so it gets real difficult and then but sometimes you know that like sometimes people experience the greatest love of God you know through taking that path the greatest freedom that they could ever experience that God has for them for taking that path and it's really just you know having an expanded mind but you know I could go on and on about that we might have to say that for a different a different a different I'm ready for that (laughs) but (laughs) I am curious about love languages and you know just like you know over your course of 
just your life, being in relationships, being a child, being a teenager, being an adult, just everything. Like, do you feel like you've learned more at this point about how you receive and give love after it's all said and done? Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I feel like I have a lot of love for the people in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can be very generous. very giving um with not just uh, material things but my time mm-hmm. and feeling like I need to help or wanting to help when I feel someone might be in need of it um I feel like I receive love the same way just kind of overall support like how can I support you is something that I say a lot um even though I sometimes don't be wanting to give out the support. I'd be like, how can I support you? And they'd be like, okay, you can do this. And I'd be like, ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can meet you right here. You know, mm-hmm. like, you gotta, um, so. you're honest. You're honest. There's a capacity. It works in Again, all places. A choice. Mm-hmm. Again, a choice. And so um, just kind of, and then something somebody said to me a while back when they were describing how they were upset with someone and I said well why don't you say you know why don't you just tell them that you're upset and they said uh, they don't deserve my vulnerability oh right and so again a choice I think it all boils down to it being a choice you choosing to put yourself in the space where you can either give or receive Mm -hmm. love in the way that you give it or receive it if I um and yeah, just kind of even wanting to be in a space of either uh, of healing, of, you know, whatever. And then I think about my own love languages in terms of what that test says. I think it was quality time, I think mm-hmm. is the first, is the, and that's really it. Um, even when I was married, like it was just, just come with me to the store, just come with me. Yeah. yeah let's just go let's just let's just hang out and I have to be mindful of that too because and that's how like I'll just I can just sit and sit and be in the same space as you I can be you can be doing we could be doing two separate things but it's like I need that energy connection mm-hmm. and so I think as a result that's what I tend to give the most is just like being a body or you know providing some energy mm-hmm. um like i was at my homegirl's house and I was probably there for like four days and I had to tell myself like okay maybe maybe you should just <laughs> you know because I just be chilling mm-hmm. here I go I but I really just be chilling and I just you know I could just be in those spaces and so and again like she would be working doing whatever and I would just be okay you know mm-hmm. and the, and the, and that's how um so when I think about love languages um that's the kind of stuff I think about just not needing to necessarily do much um or or not needing to necessarily give much or do Mm -hmm. something like that because I think the number two one was acts of service okay and that don't and that don't really be like I don't know how to uh I don't know how to describe it but but when I think about how I give love, it probably it does mirror the what um my love languages right. are. Right. 
And do you feel like it's harder to kind of keep up with that expression and understanding of love languages on both ends or all ends when it comes to like a polyamorous relationship? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then like another thing too is making sure that, you know, say your partner in your monogamous relationship or polyamorous relationship, I mean, um, if they don't speak your love languages, if they mm-hmm. have completely different ones, you know, you think in polyamory, you can, um, there's this space, there can be the space to um, have someone that does, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious about through like all the transitions that it is that you, you know, have experienced like mental health. How's it been? How you take care of it? No, I've, had Challenges. I've, I've had a, I've had a hell of a time finding a therapist. It's uh-huh. just has not been an easy process for me. Um, and then I'm also picky. So let me start there. Cause I refused. Yeah. You know what you want. White, I, yeah. I refuse a white therapist and that's, you know, there's no shade, but I need somebody who can, and any therapist I've ever had has always been um, of color okay or black really so I just I need that that Mm -hmm. energetic you know I need that cultural energetic uh connection and so um yeah I had somebody who I thought and then like they just never got back to me and I was like oh Mm -hmm. like I reached Mm -hmm. out like two three times then I tried the the the, like the telehealth one like better health or something like that yeah I was a little out of my budget and so um what I've been doing, because this has been a very trying time for me. Yeah. It's, it's, this has been an extremely, like, it's been fucking wild. Mm-hmm. But um, what I've been doing that has been extremely helpful is meditation. Okay. And just seeking out a um, spiritually healthy village. Mm-hmm. So just kind of connecting with other people who can, you know... Uh, who like to meditate or do mindful practices. Um, you know, I, a lot of my family is in mental health. My mom's a therapist, my yeah. cousin's a therapist, my aunt's a therapist. My oh, wow. Is a therapist. Yeah. A whole it's, family. <laughs> it's really is a whole family. Like when you look, so, you know, they, um, because of that, and because of that, uh, I guess, damn, you can damn near call it a privilege. Mm-hmm obviously I don't go to them for like therapeutic stuff, you right. know, uh, but the practices, you know, like the mindful, like taking deep breaths, you know, tapping, um, you know, just these energetical practices that, that mm-hmm. help to create a healthy mental space. They really, they always, uh, give to me. Yeah. And so putting, good. yeah. So putting that into play, um, has been extremely helpful extremely helpful so mm-hmm. i will say if you like if you don't get nothing else from this from this damn podcast <laughs> meditate go take your ass out take your shoes and socks off go put your feet in the earth and mm-hmm. just take some deep breaths in it doesn't have to be like um it doesn't have to be nothing like that it just has to be literally sitting and being present and breathing right and that's it i think taking away a lot of the um expectations mm-hmm. surrounding meditation and stuff like that is um, very important. I mean, literally just sit and breathe and just kind of allow your mind to reset itself a little bit. Right. And That's so, golden. 
hundred percent. And journaling, journaling's been a big okay. Because I get real scatterbrained mm-hmm. in my mouth and my brain. Like the things I want to say, the things I want to say in here don't be coming out here. And I just be like, mm-hmm. so getting it down on paper is like also very releasing. You know, simple things like crying mm-hmm. is very yeah. releasing. I'm not really one to cry. I don't. I don't. That's not my thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> It'd just be it like, I always thought of it as kind of useless. So, but now I'm just like, okay, allowing that. Cause you know, you feel, mm-hmm. you always feel better after you cry. Right. Yeah. Pay, it's a healthy attention. form of release. It is. And you know, if you think about it, like, um, if you think about it symbolically as well, just the water washing away. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm just really trying to get in the freaking, like trying to eat better and shit. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the you know, food play a big part so, on the mental I mean, health too. You ain't got really, to tell me. It's really deciding to try. Mm-hmm. It all boils back down to choice. It does. I, I want my life to be better. I want. I love you, I love you too. Oh, I want things. I know. So you can. We can watch TV as soon as I'm done with this. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Um, very uh, pretty soon. Oh, we got some special guests, y'all. Hi, Mama. Can you say hi? Hi. Okay, here we go. Just, just like thirty seconds. Hi. Hi. It's nice to see y'all. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We're not taking the. We're not taking the headphones. Okay. (laughs) Like we want to be. Your grandmother called you. (laughs) Your grandmother called you. What's your name? Her name is Shatina. Hi, Shatina. Hi, Shatina. Hi, Miss. Shatina. Sh- <laughs> Hi. You. What's your name? She said, what's your name? My name's Alcides. So nice to meet you. I've seen some pretty pictures of you. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. We're not joining the show, though. You gotta go, you gotta <laughs> like, let me get comfortable. <laughs> okay, say bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. All right, baby, go lay down. I love you. Oh, <laughs> So sweet. Oh my gosh, she is. <laughs> I'm keeping that in the pocket. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> yes. So I definitely appreciate you, you know, just highlighting a lot of things because it's really important. Some people never, you know, go make it to therapy and that's okay. And I always hope that when people interact with the um, content that I have, that they're able to take something from it. So knowing meditation, I always talk about that. Breathing is simple. It's there. Use it as an anchor, journaling, you know, doing, doing all types of things that you can do in order to be able to stay grounded. And it's good that you were able to tap into those things and kind of use it as a resource to help you push your way through. And I'm, yeah girl I'm doing my best good and you're gonna keep doing your best you know and also you know we just gonna kind of like wrap things up because you talked about a lot and I'm like dang it's so many more things that we could talk about but I'm like this would be like a three four five six seven eight hour podcast. I'm not gonna lie something like this deserves a part too right and we could definitely do that we can definitely you know go a little bit deeper in like the yeah. season two you we, see y'all uh-huh like the story of gangsta wishes part two uh-huh uh-huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we definitely have things cooking up cooking up for y'all so i need cool. you to tell people about yourself where they can catch you at about your business because listen y'all i'm telling you this is what we got going on so just let, let the people know i mean when you choose yourself you know you, you when you choose yourself 
choose yourself. Anyway, my name is Clary. <laughs> I am the owner of a uh, salon studio called House of Curls. I uh, specialize in curly slash textured hair, curls, coils, waves, um, that kind of nature. I also specialize in color. And you know, I mean, I just, you know, I, I can also cut your hair. Your hair doesn't have to be curly for you to come sit in my chair. Um, but the, that's the thing I love to do. That's my artistic expression is hair that I love. Um, I used to have a podcast with my best friend. It was called Ho's Life. You probably can still catch it on us, whatever. It was on everything. So uh, right. if, if you look at it, H-E-A, Ho's Life. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's breaking but- up. Hold on one second. Uh-oh. It's breaking up just a little bit. Okay. Is this better? Okay, so you said that the podcast was called what? Oh. Okay. okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Did you catch yeah. that? Okay. It's called, yeah, it's called Hose Life, H E A U X. Okay. And um, so, yeah, we talked about a little bit of everything. Um, we're transitioning now into um, something else it's called Real Nomad Shit. And okay. it is for single mothers and, and warm girl summers. Not quite hot girls. Warm. <laughs> I like and warm girl summers. So, but it um is basically the idea is centered around creating that village again. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, just kind of having been through the life experiences that she's been through and the life experiences that I've been through and realizing again that you know your support is really in your village. Mm-hmm. And um so yeah. Yeah, that so is keep on the lookout for that we kind of just started pushing that up so uh we just started that part so yes yes be on the lookout and also check her out do you want to share what your um instagram oh, handle yeah. is uh-huh yes um my instagram okay my instagram handle is um hello clarice h-e-l-l-o-o-o-o four o's and then my name clarice so like, you know, play on Silence of Lambs. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> nice. You know, I, yeah, I got it all the time when I was a little kid. So might as well. I mean, I still get it today. So might as well. But you can find me almost everywhere on that. So hello, Clarice on Instagram, Snapchat, okay. um, Twitter, Venmo, Cash App. <laughs> she let me know. <laughs> hello. Um, my business, my business Instagram is uh, at underscore house of curls and yeah very yeah. hairstylist if you're in the bay and you got hair and you want it done yeah she got yeah. skills go check her out and her and if i can't do it i can tell you who can <laughs> see listen she gonna she gonna spread it around she's not gonna be like let me figure this out and have you all jacked up no she gonna see mm-hmm. you somebody who could do it too that's how you create community you know because it's about the village yes it's about the village and there's enough to go around yes it doesn't have to be a competition doesn't have to be a competition because what i have to offer you Mm -hmm. can never offer Mm -hmm. and what you have to offer i could never offer Mm -hmm. 
And that's how it is. And we're supposed to all just like put our offerings together and just make the world a lovely place. A better place. Yes. And I'm so happy. Exactly. Make it a better place for you and Oh yeah, y'all didn't know that. Uh, by the way, y'all gonna y'all gonna get sick of me saying this, but she also my OSA family. This <laughs> is true. Just so y'all know. OSA, was, we don't have to uh, bust out a number for them, right? Just right? so that y'all Come know. with that harmony. Yes, and I have just appreciated you so much for being on this episode of Always Love Lovely. Like I told y'all, like you know, go if if y'all haven't listened to all the other episodes too. What you doing? Like, what are Honestly, you doing? Get it go together. And, go and catch up. Look at the whole season before we get to that season finale. You can watch it on YouTube if you like the visuals, want to see the people. You can also listen to it through the podcast. That's why I created the podcast. It's there. Hey. And I got a popping, you know, theme song. If you haven't heard that, that's going to be, you know, turning into a full song, hopefully before the summer is over. So really just, just, just get on it, get onto this whole breaking barriers, you know, continue to do it within your circle, continue to break stigmas and talk about things that can be a little uncomfortable so we can get more comfortable talking with each other about these things and helping each other with our mental health. Um, So like, subscribe, follow, go like, subscribe and follow Clarice. This has been just such an amazing way to just kind of like wrap up my individual, you know, conversations for this season. And then, you know, be on the lookout for episode number nine because that will be the season finale, which will have a couple of the guests from um, this season overall, just talking with each other and having more examples of how to do this whole breaking barriers mental health discussion so thank you so much of course we actually are gonna have to do a part two because i did have some questions for you we didn't get to them because i was talking about myself all the damn time oh yeah we definitely can we definitely can do a part two for sure all right thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it yeah